You are listening to African Perspectives with host Brother Oshi on Time for an Awakening Media, part of the Black Talk Radio Network. For podcasting or live program scheduling, hit them up at timeforanawakening at gmail.com. Take 
listening to African Perspective, where we view the issues of our day from an African worldview and African-centered perspective. This program is unapologetically African. It is a custom in the African tradition that asks elders for permission to speak, having been granted permission to our ancestors whose shoulders we stand on, to our elders whose shadows we walk in. I greet you, my dear brothers and sisters. In the language of one of the greatest civilizations on this planet, it gave the world the basic disciplines of knowledge of science, math, architecture, music, writing, law, religion, you name it, we did it. The Greeks called it Egypt, but they called themselves Kemet, and Kemet means land of the blacks. I greet you all in the Kemetic language, the word of peace, Hotep. It is truly an honor and a privilege to pour libation because we truly do stand on the shoulders of those who came before us. We're going to use water because water has no enemies. Water is the great cleanser, the great purifier. Everything on the planet that lives, it needs water from a tiny microscopic organism to a tall redwood tree. We pour water into the earth to invoke the spirits of our ancestors, and we say the word ashe. It simply means, so be it. So we pour this libation to God for all that God has done and for all that God will do. We say, we pour this libation to Mother Africa, birthplace of all humanity, everyone who has lived, everyone who will live in the future. We all have a common ancestral root in Africa. We pour this libation to the classical civilizations of Africa. I mentioned Kemet in the opening. Kemet was the height, the apex, the zenith of African high culture. But there were others as well, as Timeri, Punt, and Nubia. So we poured us libation to the classical civilizations of Africa. I say, Ashe. 
report its libation to the contemporary civilizations of Africa, of Ghana, Mali, Zangai, Benin, Great Zimbabwe, civilizations that were flourishing and growing while Europe was in a medieval or dark age. The University of Sankare at Timbuktu, an outstanding educational institution. So we poured us libation to the contemporary civilizations of Africa. We say, Ashe? We poured us libation to the Ma'afa, the Holocaust of our enslavement, the Infakani, the great tragedy, uprooted out of Africa. Our brothers and sisters lay a carpet along the Atlantic Ocean. We're in North America, South America, Central America, and throughout the diaspora. So we poured us libation to our brothers and sisters who suffered the Ma'afa. This call may be recorded or transcribed. The great tragedy. We poured us libation in their honor and in their memory. We do not know their names, but because of them and their sacrifice, we are here. So we sashay. We poured us libation to those who fought against enslavement. If you ever heard me do a libation, you will know that we were not slaves. I repeat, we were not slaves. We were captives. What does a captive want to do? Get free. So we poured us libation to all those men and women who fought against enslavement. In fact, I maintain that some of us are more of a slave today than we were in our initial captivity because some of us are a slave to vice, to corruption, to drugs, sex, and violence. So we poured us libation to those who fought against enslavement. Gabriel Prosser, Nat Turner, Denmark Vesey, Harriet Tutman. We always resisted, and we will always resist. So we poured us libation in the name and the honor of those men and women who fought against our captivity. We poured us libation to those unborn, those young men and women who will once again lead us back on the stage of human history as a free and proud and productive people. We sashay. We poured us libation to brotherhood and sisterhood together for the union of family. We need each other. We don't have good family life. There's a saying, conditions shape conduct and consciousness. The conditions in our community are bad. The conduct towards each other is not good. Because why? We lack consciousness. And consciousness is more than just awareness. Consciousness is a deeper understanding of who you are historically, who you are culturally. So once we begin to understand the importance of brotherhood and sisterhood together for the union of family. Brothers and sisters, let us all say, Ashe, Ashe. You are listening to Time for an Awakening Media, part of the Black Talk Radio Network. For podcasts or live programming, hit them up at timeforanawakening.com. Good morning, African world. You are listening to African Perspectives here on the Motherland Media Network on timeforanawakening.com and blacktalkradionetwork.com. And I am your host, Baba Oshi. Hotel family, hope everything is well with you today. This is Friday, living for the weekend, so I hope you get a chance to do all the things you want to do, should do, must do, can't do, and will do, and will do. Hoping, too, that the weather will be accommodating for you to do it, but of course, if it is not, and it has to get done, it will get done, because you will get it done. That's right, perseverance. That's right. 
This is African Perspectives. We're here every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday from 11 a.m. to 1 p.m., 10 to 12 Central, 9 to 11 Mountain, or 8 to 10 Pacific, any other time around the world. But if you cannot listen to this program live, you can always go to our archives at timeforanawakening.com. At the top of the page, you'll see podcasts. Click on that. The drop down, you'll see African Perspectives. Click on that, and there'll be programs that are dated and titled. Also, too, you can listen to this program. You don't have to go to tune in. Bump tune in. They'll interrupt the programming with some commercials. So commercial free, uninterrupted. Go to timeforanawakening.com. On the right side of the page, you see the link for the broadcast. Hit the play button, and there you go. You have the live broadcast. Live broadcast, of course, to today, Wednesday and Monday. Live broadcast this evening from with Brother Elliot and Brother Richard at 8 p.m. Live broadcast Sunday at 7 p.m. with Brother Elliot and Brother Richard. So, so the number to call is 215-490-9832. 215-490-9832. Live broadcast. Okay. Uh, We buy black. We buy black. The largest online marketplace for American African owned businesses is WeBuyBlack.com. Get everything you need from American African owned businesses. WeBuyBlack.com. Africa for the Africans, and that's Brother Bramani Tahimba. Brother Bramani Tahimba is about to take another group of our people on a trip of a lifetime to the motherland and that is November 16th to the 27th going to Tanzania after that it will be December 24th to January 4th 2024 to Azenia March 29th to April 9th 2024 Liberia July 11th to July 23rd in Ghana November 21st to December 2nd in Kemet December 24th to January 4th, once again, in Azenia. April 1st to April 11th in Senegal and Gambia. 2025. 2025. April 1st to April 11th, 2025. And of course, on the website is everything that you need to make that trip of a lifetime, even if you don't go with Brother Bamani. Brothers and sisters, if you want to see pictures of previous tours, go to Facebook dot com forward slash Bamani. If you want to see videos of previous tours, go to YouTube dot com forward slash Bamani twenty oh seven. Twenty oh seven. And the number to call is four oh four nine three one nine four two nine. Four oh four nine three one nine four two nine. Habasha. Helping Africa by establishing schools at home and abroad. Of course Habasha works here in the Atlanta area and the many programs that it has. And, of course, the Kashi Project, which was unveiled last October, a year ago. Not this past October, a year ago. Yep. And so, because this past October the 14th, they had a um, festival. Yep. So, check out Incorporated.org. Land. 
alleged group land for the environmental development. For group economics, the alleged group. The alleged has 12 projects in six different countries in Africa, has over 170 employees and over 260 members. Mothers and sisters become a member of the alleged group. They deal in the areas of human necessity, which is food, water, clothing, and shelter. Food, water, clothing, and shelter. Become a member of the alleged group. Abibiatumi, A-B-I-B-I-T-U-M-I, Abibiatumi.com. They have some programs, of course. They have the uh, Ancestral Spiritual Cultural Program, uh, Saturday, November 4th. And it's Ghana time. Okay. They have other programs. So go to the website, Abibiatumi, A-B-I-B-I-T-U-M-I.com. Abibiatumi.com. Smy Pharmacy, S-M-A-I-F-A-R-M-A-C-Y. Smy Pharmacy, brothers and sisters, contact Brother Jabril at 770-765-7751 for he'll put together a program for for you. Tell him what's happening, what you're doing, drugs you're taking, your ailments and so forth. He'll put a program together for you. Give him a call at 770-765-7751. If you want to contact him by email, smypharmacy, S-M-A-I-F-A-R-M-A-C-Y at gmail.com. The Moses West Foundation, the Atmospheric Water Generating Machine, AWG. Brothers and sisters, the AWG. Contact Brother Moses West. Give him a call or the MosesWestFoundation.org and give a donation. Help the brother out for the outstanding work that he is doing globally. So, Wadada's Healthy Marketing Juice Bar located here in Atlanta on the West End that is being gentrified as we speak. <laughs> but it's still, it's one of the oldest communities, American African communities, so it, it ain't it ain't going to be overnight, but damn it, it's, you know, they're trying to make that happen. Wadada's Healthy Marketing Juice Bar located right on there, Ralph David Napanathy, across the street from Sold Vegetarian Restaurant, up the street from the Shrine of the Black Madonna, and on the corner, a block away, is the Western Mall. And across the street from there is Afrocentrics. Afrocentrics. That's right. Afrocentrics. Afrocentrics. <sighs> the Black Dot Cultural Center and Bookstore. No, oh, the Medu Bookstore. First, let me read the Medu. Oh, also, too, at Wadada's tomorrow and Sunday, they sell beef vegan dishes. Okay? They sell vegan dishes. I'm not sure what the price is. Last time I checked, they were $15. Vegan dishes. The Medu Bookstore in the Greenbrier Mall. Brothers and sisters, Mama Nia. She has a fine selection of books, postcards, reading cards, gift certificates, figurines, and so much more. Contact her at 404-346-3263. 404-346-3263. The Medu Bookstore in the Greenbrier Mall. The other bookstore that we promote is the Black Knot Cultural Center Bookstore and Coffee Bar located in Lithonia, which is east of Atlanta. You take I-20, Interstate 
20 East and exit number 74, which is the main street in Lithonia. Go north. Exit and make a left. Go north. And uh, on about a mile or so, it'll be on your left. The Black Dot Cultural Center Bookstore and Coffee Bar. And then jump back in your ride and head back the other way. You're heading south. And still make a left and you're still heading east. The next exit, exit 75, Turner Hill Road. Make a right. Three lights make another right. And on the left will be the new Black Wall Street Market. The new Black Wall Street Market. Us Lifting Us, the Economic Development Corporate for our people. They had their Thursday night broadcast last night. Uh, from 9 p.m. To, to 10 p.m. on Blog Talk Radio. That's blogtalkradio.com forward slash ULU where you can listen to the program. If you want to call in, you can do that by dialing 929-477-2789. 929-477-2789. And you can give your questions, comments, or concerns. Also, too, on Fridays, we also always Announce my good brother's uh, program, Disaster Awareness for Community Preparedness. Also on Blog Talk Radio, Brother Yusuf Muhammad, Disaster Awareness. Because you know there's always some issues <laughs> because of climate change. So the number to call is 563-999-3089. That's 563-999-3089. Disaster Awareness for community preparedness from 4 p.m. to 6 p.m. on Fridays. Homeland Village and Cultural Gift Shop located in Macon, Georgia. Brother Beecher's got it going on. He's open Tuesday through Sunday, 11 a.m. to 8 p.m. Give him a call at 478-256-1166. 478-256-1166. The Homeland Village and Cultural Gift Shop. He also sells vegan food. He has, he has a restaurant on the premise. Yeah, I tell you, he has it all for you. Sun God Essential, one-stop natural shop located in Forest Park, Georgia, 4140 Jonesboro Road. Inside the International Discount Mall at Booth 225. Give my good sister Shelly Amonset a call at 404-434-7963. That's 404-434-7963. Sun Goddess sends your one-stop natural shop. Sanjay Dash Haiti. Sister Gabby is doing an outstanding job doing whatever she can to help those young people in the northeastern portion of the island of Haiti. Go online to check it out. Education, health care, sustainable agriculture, entrepreneurship. S-O-N-J-E Dash A Y-I-T-I Sanjay-Haiti dot org Alright dear brothers and sisters we're going to get off into the Inyasa Sim and then we're going to uh, what we're going to do after that brother Ocean oh I I know talk with brother Herb Herb Lewis he's co-hosting today he's got a program for us man brother Herb right so before brother earth comes on we're going to read from the inya system of daily revolutionary thought 
October 26. When the cause is just, no amount of restrictions or beatings will kill the spirit of men. John Okilo. John Okilo was a revolutionary hero who led the movement to oust European and Arab power from Zanzibar. What are the lessons we can learn? Oh, okay. What are the lessons? What are the lessons that we can learn from this phenomenal warrior who helped remove the colonial yoke from his people? Several immediately stand out. For one, a warrior is able to stand alone without fear, question, or regret. An army is not necessary to do what an individual knows is right. Another is that warriors must feel a deep sense of humility about and even debt toward their creator given liberating mission as well as gratitude to their people for being allowed the opportunity to fight for them. On the other hand, Okilo learned firsthand that those who serve and honor the enemy can only do those things that have been told and feel safe in doing. Obviously, such individuals are characteristically different from warriors. Moreover, he firmly believed that cause reveals character. Not surprisingly, he concluded that those who were the most disposed were those who were most receptive to the idea of revolution, as well as those most able to keep it a secret until the charge was called. Real warrior. However, even among the masses, the, great, the greatest impediment to waging a successful assault was confusion and petty jealousies. His final lesson here was a dear one. War has serious costs, including a heavy physical toll. And for that, one must be prepared. I say, affirm. Nothing of human creation can destroy the spirit of a warrior. Nothing of human creation can destroy the spirit of this warrior. I say. October 27th. If we truly knew and felt the slave experience, we would divorce ourselves from everything that delivered those experiences to us, whether they were social, economic, or religious. Manikantu, Brother Del Jones. We have come to accept the self-defeating falsehood that wealth and income are synonymous because conspicuous consumption has become the primary source of our self-esteem. We seem determined to remain ignorant of the fact that wealth, not income, gives real power. There is even greater confusion over our relative economic position, especially as it relates into actual individual and group empowerment. As a result, we come to negotiate our needs from a relatively powerless position. Undoubtedly, the problem is not one of income because we have nearly 900 billion in spending power. This is up from 300 billion in 1990. Instead, our condition develops out of the misconception that our income itself is sufficient to endure our interests. For while, we can, for while we constitute conservatively approximately 15% of this nation's population, 
we have less than one half or one percent of the nation's wealth. And this is down from one to three percent just two decades ago. Even more interesting that it is an incurable drop. It's an incredible drop from before the end of slavery when free Africans made up 1.6% of the population but also controlled approximately half of 1% of the country's wealth. A near ideal situation given that the openly racist nature of this society at the time and the fact that the rest of us were being forced to subsidize the wealth of Europeans for free. I know our situation economically was better then than it is today. Affirm, I distinguish income from wealth. Affirm, I distinguish income from wealth. And the fact that our numbers are dwindling. Baba Baruti's narrative, he says 15%. The latest one that I've seen was 12%. American Africans have 12% of this country's population and going down because of a number of factors. Yeah. October 28th. For no man or woman that is free to chase stars is satisfied with chasing a ball. Our dear ancestor Brother Lester Velt Middleton. As I say, you can listen and watch Lester Velt Middleton on YouTube for his interviews with some of the great scholars, some great ancestors. Yeah, Brother Lester Velt Middleton family. Good brother. It can be difficult for some of us, so mesmerized by trinkets and theories of materialistic Western science to imagine the breadth and depth of the African genius. But there are facts which may give those of us who are still curious worthy clues. For one, our ancestors knew the physical universe, even though how much they knew may never be known to us because of the ignorant, childish, barbaric, jealous destructions of aliens. Caucasians. Before Europeans, Africans had mapped the sun's orbit. That's right. We knew that the sun had its own year. An orbit in this galaxy lasting 25,920 years. Even still, those of us in awe of this phenomenal genius have to ask even more revealing questions about how long had they had this knowledge. How long would it be, how, how long it would have taken for them to acquire the scientific worldview and technology that would allow them to even begin to form a question about the sun having its own orbit? How long did it take for them to clearly recognize an orbital pattern that could be studied, charted, and understood? And then how many 25,000 year cycles would they have to have witnessed in a scientifically advanced state in order to understand and confidently state this cycle accurately as a scientific fact? 
Our genius is immeasurable. So how could we satisfy? <laughs> Our genius is immeasurable. So then how could we be satisfied with just chasing a damn ball? Affirm. Being the descendant of genius, I am genius. That's right. Being the descendants of genius, we are genius. Ashe family. Brothers and sisters, Inya Sassim of Daily Revolutionary Thought. Yeah. Let me get my brother in here so we can have some discussion. And family, of course, you know, you're welcome to join us in this discussion by dialing 215-490-9832. 215-490-9832. Brother Irv, how are you? Baba Oshi, good morning, good morning. Good, good morning. morning, listening audience. Right on. <laughs> Thank you for having me on, my brother. Thank you so much. And thank you for the words that come out of your mouth this morning because every time you speak, you you provoke thought. Uh, That's why I guess it's called a talk show. But what happens is people like myself, they listen to what you say because we we must become good listeners in order to be great speakers um, and readers. But when you speak, I I have so many comments and so many things I want to say about what you're saying, but as I listen, you answer all my questions. You actually do. You as you go on with what you're saying since then, you you I know I said that wrong. You you actually answer the question. If I would just yeah. hold on and wait, I will get the answer. But I want to quickly pounce on that. But because I'm older, because I'm older, I have a little more, a little just a tired bit of wisdom. I've seen <laughs> and wisdom just means. <laughs> Doesn't mean that you've seen it before. <laughs> That's all it means. I've mm-hmm. seen it before. So, but you, 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 you were, you were, you were actually to me what I heard you saying was, uh, American Africans tend to have been taught or indoctrinated to believe that m- money equates to power. Right. And it doesn't. Right. You know, Eddie Murphy has, uh, from what I understand, made tons of money. But he doesn't have the power to stop the fighting or move the colonizers out of Africa. You know, he doesn't have that power. But what but what we do have is 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 a sense of collectivism. When we start to do things collectively, we can get things done. It all started with the word, supposedly. So as we're speaking, our words become powerful and, and then our words become action and the action changes things and this show is changing things because just by me saying what i'm saying it's only because of what you said really quickly baba oshi before we start to talk about what my subject is today i want to tell you that this weekend in baltimore they're having the national black radical political convention that's right that's Uh, right yeah yeah that's happening friday i think it's saturday but it just says here friday saturday and sunday and uh, set, the, the part that's amazing is if you're 60 and over, you get in for free. So there's no reason why intelligent American Africans shouldn't be heading over to York Road, heading over to 4803. Is it 4803 or 4603? Yeah, 4803 York Road and participating. 
we have been taught to believe if ain't nobody come, well, nothing happens. Well, you know, a lot of things are happening without That's right. you seeing. Like I always say, I, I'd rather have five people doing the work than 35 people just sitting around saying they were there. You know, I mm-hmm. I was on that big fire, but what exactly did you do? Uh, didn't, I was just there. You know, so let's, <laughs> yeah. so let's let's not fall into that trap of yeah. showing up just to show up. And you know, um, I would hear uh, what's his Bernie Sanders uh, when he was campaigning. Of course, as soon as he said, "I don't believe in reparations," you shouldn't get any money for anything. Black people. That's when I quickly turned off his ultra liberal message because right. I, I don't believe in either party. But um, what he quickly would always say is, I marched with King. And, uh, okay, a lot of people marched with King. What that mean? Mm. You know, King gone. King gone. King, King gone. And, and it, it, he, you, didn't kill the, you didn't kill what he was saying, but he's gone. So you marched with King. What, what that mean? I, I knew Malcolm X. Well, you know, there you go. So, no, it's neither here nor there. But, Baba Oshi, I wanted, to, I wanted to ask people if they knew what Echo Wash was. And ECOWAS is an organization formed in Africa <clears throat> with uh, 13, 13 so-called, 15 so-called countries, if I'm correct. Any, anyone out there that, that I do it, if I get it wrong, you can correct me. I, I will stand corrected. I have no problem with that. And these 15 countries uh, came come together to, to be co- a collective uh, group of economic community of West African states. And what they do is they are trying to, they're feeding people, they're building power, they have a power plants that they built and all these things are done in this organization that was formed in 1975 through the Treaty of Lagos. And um, I think it's been going on for 40 years and this headquarters is in Nigeria. Okay. And, but, but the part that got me with this organization, I mean, it's 300 million people they're talking about. They got a, they got a bank, they have a court, they have a security arm and the security arm is supposed to be making sure that, Democratic government not are not overthrown, <clears throat> but what's happening here is they're not talking about kicking the French out. See, and if you're not talking about kicking the French out, then you're still talking about being colonized. So the four countries that supposedly are suspended is Faso, Guinea, Mali, and Niger. Niger. Mm-hmm. Those three are suspended because they've kicked the French out. And actually the French that the French army has actually left left uh uh Faso. They're gone. And so my point the point I'm making is these brothers were going to fight their brethren because the, the the arm that's in their back is the French. And the French don't want to give up their their control over African states or African countries. Because they can't survive, they become a third world country if they don't have, if they're not able to rape Africa for its resources. But Africa has wake has woken. It woke up a long time ago, and these people are are tired of being um, told that they don't they don't have any food. They're hungry. They don't know how to govern themselves. Let Africa solve Africa's problems. Don't come over there and try to solve problems for Africa when you can't even solve the problems here. You got a damn fool up here shooting people in the bowling alley looking for his girlfriend, shooting children, shooting children. And they're telling you that guns are the problem. Are they looking for a gun or are they looking for a white man? But see, no one wants to get on 
and talk about how savage these white people are. But as soon as something happens in Chicago or black people are savages and is gang related, well, he's a gang. He's got an automatic weapon. He shot, 30, he had, what, 18 people 18 in less people. than 30 seconds? 18 people. Well, two different Children. locations. Two different locations. Yeah, one was a bull. Yeah, two different locations. You know, but yeah. But they sent the robot in when the brother police officer, they sent the robot in and burned the whole damn building down to kill him. So I don't, we don't forget. We don't forget how these white folks have a different, a different type style of justice for us as they do for them. And the reality is they want to bring him to justice. They want to bring him in. Bring him in where? So we can feed him for the rest of his life? He obviously has an imbalance, and that needs to be dealt with. But after this one, it'll be another one. Of course. And after that one, it'll be another one. Exactly, because that's the the society that we live in. It's conducive to that. That's why they talk about it's mental illness. No, it's not mental illness. It's the availability and the proliferation of guns of all types, and particularly, particularly assault weapons. Correct. Automatic assault weapons. Because me, by myself, me, by myself, I can go into any place with that weapon and shoot a whole bunch of people. Yes. Yes. And do it within a very short amount of time. You know, no, it's 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 guns. It's no and it's no the the part that, 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 that American Africans and people around the world have to understand if there's not a do over here. Once, you know, grandma that died during when COVID first came and Donald Trump said it was a fake, it was fake and they were coming after me and grandma died. Grandma's not coming back next Thanksgiving. Grandma's done. It, it's a wrap. This is, whoever, they stuck the thing down their throat for the rest, they're gone. See, this is final. These people are playing a game uh, that, that is real. It's real life. And this guy shot those people in that bowl. Now, children, men, women, and children who came out to have a good time, but because his girlfriend, this is what I got from the news. They, they'll, they'll tell you, you just have to listen. Mm-hmm. He said they, he frequented that bowling alley. His girl, he was looking for his girlfriend. She wasn't there. He shot it up. He left there, went to a bar that they frequented. She wasn't there either. He shot that up, and then he disappeared into the night. See, so it, it, it's something behind this. It's, it's white White people ain't as crazy as they try to act like they are. They set up the crazy piece so they won't kill him. But the reality is this man has a problem, and white people in general have a problem. See, when a black person kills someone, all black people are bad. But when a white person shoots and kills someone, it's an isolated incident. You know, how is that? How is this white man any different from the other white people? But when I say that, oh, you you can't say that about all white. I know some. I know some good white folks. <laughs> yeah, and so did Nat Turner until he killed them forty them white folks. Then they they, they helped hung, hang him too and turn him into wheel grease. <laughs> so no, let's not forget. Let's not forget our history and let's not forget um, what the, what we're living amongst. We're living amongst a psychopath, and we refuse to leave. Because we believe that we can't make it nowhere but here. We, we've never been anywhere else. And, and that's by design. That's by design. You, you've been inundated to believe that this is the greatest country in the world. We're number one. America first. You know? But, we're, but, but this country is, is full of white folks who have some serious issues that they don't want to deal with. But the, the point I was making about ECOWAS, really quickly, Baba Oshie, before we move on, 
is that ECOWAS was going is was talking about taking up arms against their brethren, the fight for the hand behind the scenes, which is the French, and uh, the the rest of the uh, the, the West, the French, with all the European uh, the brethren over there from the United States and Germany and all these other countries that have their hand up Africa's butt, including Russia, including China. All of them need to get out of Africa. They all need to leave Africa for the Africans. And they will. And Africa will work it out. They will work it out. They had civilization when these white folks were still living in caves. I'm not crazy. And, it, and it's all written. It's been blackwashed. They've, been, they've tried to erase black people from everything. But the shoes you have on have black people in those shoes. Because a black man created that. Everything that you have, the technology comes from, from, from American Africans, you know, because we are all African. But the point with um, ECOWAS is they're starting to back down now because they're realizing uh, that they're, they're becoming more and more exposed when they come for their brethren. Mm-hmm. It's just like when you used to work on your job, for those American Africans that work on the job, we all black, we all black until something happens. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. then you start to see who really who's really on your side who's who's really willing to sacrifice and, and baba oshi I, I take my hat off to to the brothers that get in these organizations so far as the black firefighters or the black police or the black lawyers or anything that got black in front of it i take my hat off to you because you have to endure a certain attitude from white folks and the black people who have uh, who have conformed, who have been compromised, who, who feel as though that they can't survive without this white man lifting them or telling them how great they are. When you, when you put that badge on or put that label on, you automatically uh, put 10 more, 10 more lashes on your back. <laughs> because it, it, regardless of what you do, you in that, yeah, I'm in it. You know, so, and, and, that, and just doing that shows that you have a level of consciousness, maybe not all of us have the same level of consciousness, but you have some level of consciousness as to who you are. Because all this is about Baba Oshi, even when you read uh, the revolutionary thought, it's about who you are. It's about who, what do you perceive yourself in this world as? Mm-hmm. Are you one of those go along to get along? Are you one of them laughing guys, everything's funny, he, he, he? Or are you, or are you true to who, to your ancestors? And that's who's and that's why you feel so uncomfortable when you have your conversations with people because your ancestors are pulling you. And right. they're saying, yo, right. yo, man, they are, Baba Oshi. They're pulling you. When you see a, a, a dashiki or a brother wearing African gear, you look at him. Mm-hmm. You ain't mad at him, mm-hmm. but you look at him because he's, he, your ancestors are pulling you and telling you something's not right. You are not like these psychopaths that you love, that you marry, that you hold a high, you know, I voted for Biden. The hell with Biden. And the hell with Kamala and her Jew husband that she goes home to every night. The hell with her. She's not going to do anything for you. She's already committed herself to this Caucasian. And that's, and that's, and that's her. She can do whatever she wants. And Biden can do whatever he wants, but I'm going to do what I want. And what I know is right from from the my scholars that I've read, all of them say the same thing, basically, that white supremacy 
There's no place for justice inside of white supremacy. Let me say it again, Baba Oshi. Some people may not have heard that. There is no place for justice inside of white supremacy. Because you have, there is no justice for you. You're not going to be made whole. You're not going to be on a level playing field. You're always going to be a second, you are a permanent second-class citizen. Permanent underclass. Now maybe third. What'd you, you say? You've been made a designated as a permanent underclass. Permanent. Permanent. The word permanent that, is real, and it has been happening because it's been happening since we've been here, since we were brought here. Look at our condition. And just because some of us have a little dough, you know, some of us are hobnobbing with Caucasians. Some of us now uh, uh, teach at their schools. Some of us now in higher positions uh, in the government, in the military. You know, th- these these perceptions, these illusions, these illusions of inclusions have only confused us to what we as a people must do. That's why, to me, what's important, like what you're talking about, what the echo wash, the, the bottom line is we got to get everybody's ass out of the continent. We can't get nobody's ass out of the United States. This is theirs, not ours. But we keep thinking that this just this belongs to this this belongs to us just as amount to us as it does them, you know. And so we have every right to this madness as well. And I maintain, no, we don't, you know. No, we don't. But yet we want to believe that, and and we believe that we can govern alongside of them. No, we can't. This has been proven time and time again, you know, but we keep, you know, thinking that somehow, some way, you know, we can appeal to the European and make that happen. Uh, No, it it hasn't happened. It hasn't happened. It's not happening. And it ain't going to happen. Ain't gonna happen. It ain't gonna happen. It ain't gonna happen. We live in a state, not we, but a lot of American Africans live in a state of cognitive dissonance. Right. We we know that Thomas Jefferson was a pedophile, but we're not gonna say anything because he was the father of our country. If you notice that the father of our country gives us makes us feel some type of like we're like we're connected to him. He's a relation. He's he's family because Baba Oshi. This is your land, and, and, and this is my land. This land was made for who? Yeah, you and me. Right. <laughs> yeah. Yep. And, and then when we inundate you into the fairy tale, you know, the fairy tale of, 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 of uh, Snow White, uh, you know, the uh, fairy tale of Santa Claus, uh, uh, the, uh, the fairy tale of, of, of Jesus Christ. Oh, I'm sorry. You can't say that. Rewind. Backface the leak. Backface <laughs> on this leak. on this program, you can. <laughs> we challenge Backface everything. We challenge Backface. everything on this program, bro. I've never you know. seen Santa Claus, and yeah. I've never seen the exactly. the, the tooth fairy. Exactly. You, ha- you no, haven't Baba seen Ocean. you haven't seen any of those figures, but of course you've seen them all illustrated in books. Correct. All of them, all of them, from Jesus Christ to the tooth fairy to the devil, whoever else. You've seen them in books, and you've seen also in books images because of who writes those books, who illustrates those books. 
the n- ugly, nasty images of us as African people, you know, the caricatures that they've often uh, portrayed us, you know, and giving that image. And, and of course, if you don't have images that challenge that, that can be the prevailing image. That's what you that's what you see. You know, you, you mean Cleopatra wasn't white? Well, she was on TV. Moses well, was was Charleston Heston, right? Well, let me say it this way because, you know, <laughs> there was this uh, young lady from Egypt. It's on YouTube, and who was adamant, like, um, what's it called? Um, what's his name? Awas, Awas, Doctor Awas, who used to be mm-hmm. the uh, Egyptian, um, the chairperson of antiquities in Egypt. So I'm not sure why he lost or how he lost it, but he's an asshole. And he's adamant about, I'm serious, he's adamant about Af- Egyptians were not African. They were not black. They're African because they're in Africa. That's one thing you can't deny. You can say we're not Africans. We're in Africa, okay? We're on the continent of Africa. Okay, we're African. But we're not black, you know? What? Yeah, you know? And, and, and he denies the work of the eminent Dr. Sheikh Ansar Jop. Jop won what? the debate in 74 in Cairo. Him and Dr. Thelophilio Binga, the only two Africans at the debate. The only two Africans. Obinga was a linguistics. He tied all that together. And the smoking gun was Dr. Sheikh Ansar Jop developing the melanin dosage test. Wow. And in fact, over 30-some years, they denied them from getting the, uh, the mummies because they knew if they got them and they put the test on their ass that they'll show that they were, they were melanated. Right. You know? But this young lady, her thing was, well, they're Greeks. And that's just, this is true. Now, listen, they are Greeks. They, they're not a part of the dynastic period. Dynasty 30 ended the dynasties of African rule. Dynasty 25 was, as Dr. John Henry Clark would say, la- Africa's last great walk in the sun with um, Pharaoh T- Pianchi and Taharka. You know, but they were more mm-hmm. Nubian. They were Nubian. And, and in fact, that's what they always like to say that, you know, those dark-skinned people, they come from the south. And this is true. But the bottom line is the people who inherited the north came from the south. All of it came from the South. So anyway, right. so 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 um, what they're saying, what they're saying is that Cleopatra could not have been that. But you got to understand that when uh, these people, the Greeks, came into Kemet, everything else had been done. Everything else is old. They just started to do what plagiarizers do: put their names on shit, paint their face on stuff, and so forth and so on. And but the, but also too, they intermarried. So Cleopatra looking like a, a high yellow sister is not unreal. And so the image that uh, that was projected by this uh, documentary or docudrama, let's say it's a docudrama, that mm-hmm. so it is is valid. It's valid, you mm-hmm. know. But they don't even want to say that. They want this. Caucasian looking image of Cleopatra. And you know what? You can have this shit. <laughs> you can have it. 
We don't claim Cleopatra. We don't claim the time that, you know, of the Greeks and the Romans. We claim the dynastic period. We, we claim Africa's greatness. We claim comedic greatness. The pyramids being built thousands of years before that. Thousands of years. 3,000 3, uh, 3, years before that. Stop it. We, that's what we claim. You know, so so you can so you can have that, you know. Right. But but what's got to be clear is that you didn't create this. All of the knowledge, all of the systems were done long before y'all came in. You brought nothing. Nothing. Just plagiarizers. Just taking Mm -hmm. stuff up, putting your face on it, putting your name on it. In fact, there's a temple uh, when, when you go to Kemet and you take one of the cruises, see what they do is they fly you from Cairo down to Aswan. And you can see the Aswan Dam, you can see Lake Nasser, but more importantly, you can get this chance to see uh, um, Abu Simbel. Abu Simbel is, is, is tremendous. Abu Simbel is a, 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 a marvel. This is, uh, oh. I would say, this is uh, Ramesses II, who was uh, e- egomaniac, if you want to put him that way, because he he built on a grand scale, <laughs> you know, because he had built Abu Simbel, and then when they flooded, when they're going to flood um, Nubia to create Lake Nasser, they had to cut Abu Simbel up and move it on dry land and put it into a side of a mountain. So when you look at Abu Simbel today, that's what it looks like. And 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 the beauty of Abu Simbel, as it has been stated, is that twice in a year, they had constructed Abu Simbel that when the sun would rise twice in a year at a specific date and time, that at that moment, it could rise up and it could go penetrate into Abu Simbel and illuminate the Holy of Holies. Well, it can't do that now because it's it's a different spot, you know, mm-hmm. but that's what it did then. And then the question then became, then what is the great engineering feat? Is the great engineering feat realizing that Abu Simbel was in danger of being flooded and underwater for eons, or was it the fact that they cut it up like a jigsaw puzzle and put it back together to a great degree and place it in the side of a mountain and you and you can still go in to the Holy of Holies because I've been there. I went there. Okay? Or, or that when they first built it twice in a year where they had made sure that the calculations were correct that mm-hmm. the sun would penetrate that building and illuminate and light up the Holy of Holies. You 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 make the call on that of modern technology of cutting it up and like a jigsaw puzzle and putting it back together. Cool. Or having it as it was constructed to the perfection that was constructed because you can see there's some parts that are missing. You know, there's some other mm-hmm. things that happened to it. But back then, we're talking about polished limestone polished limestone mm. so i'm saying you know the bottom line is the bottom line is there is no way in hell that we 
can can make these folks, these pleasurizers, these 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 folks do anything just and righteous and honest and truthful and not, it's not in them, right? And it's definitely not in them to do it as it relates to us because their mindset about us as African people that we are less than. Yeah, they don't give a damn if what I just mentioned about us building pyramids, us having created math and science and architecture, music and writing and law, religion, and we did. Mm-hmm. But they don't give a damn about none of that because mm-hmm. they're in control. And the bottom line for them to constantly be in control is the ability, is the ability to kill your ass. That's the bottom mm-hmm. line. They have. That's why the, the, the issue of weapons, it'll never, especially in this country, but it's all over you, you know, with Europeans, they always got the best weapons. They've always found a better way to kill your ass from time previous, from time ancient, from time with spears and clubs to, to catapults. Mm-hmm. You know, they've always it, found it, a better way to kill your ass. Because when, you, when you're dealing with a psychopath that, present, that presents himself as a, as a humanitarian, that presents himself as the good ship hope, that presents himself as some type of... Sally Struthers would come on television and say, for 10 cents a day, you can feed a family in Africa. And I'm looking at that when I'm younger, and I'm going, hey, man, them people over there, they ain't got it. It's terrible. And then when I when I read what I didn't read in, in school, I realized that these people got enough farmland to feed the world. They have enough. When I, when I read even deeper, I found out what you just said. These people built um, skyscrapers without mechanized machines, Baba Oshi. They, they, a pyramid is a skyscraper. They built these, and they were not just brick on top of bricks. They were, they were mechanized tunnels and passageways and, and it, they, they drew on the walls on the inside of these pyramids. Uh, it, 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 these things were intricate. They have paper and pencil. Did they have a computer program that they put in? How did these primitive people who can't govern themselves, who need white people to come, Europeans to come, and teach them how to be not be savages, how did they digress into savagery? I think at the barrel of a gun. Because white folks didn't just come and, and hit you in the head with the Bible. Behind the Bible was guns. Mm-hmm. And those and mm-hmm. they, they used their might to, to, to put the fear of people in. And once you got them afraid of you physically, then they took your mind with their Jesus, who said, get yours on the other side. Don't try to get it now because all this here belongs to me. You can get yours when you die. And, and and what these people say in this country, okay. And then we find someone who believes in integration and we prop that person up. And then that person teaches them that nonviolence is not the way to go. We can't go with a nonviolence mindset because we're not going to win. We have to, we've already won. And that's what black people have to understand. We've already won. We won just by the fact that white folks have to wake up every day and see us. We won by the fact that their women are, are chasing black men down for what? 
and the and the, and the white men are chasing these sisters, trying to pull them in with their money and all this foolishness. But once a sister becomes conscious, she has no use for these Caucasians. Once a brother becomes kind, that's the thing that is the furthest that white people want to make sure is the furthest from your mind is any sense of consciousness. We'll make consciousness into nationalism. We'll make consciousness into separatism. We'll make consciousness into anything bad because you can't have knowledge of self. You have to be an American. Say it again. I'm sorry. You you broke up on me, brother. Go ahead. Say it. Yeah. What I'm, what I'm saying is we white people have to make sure that any type of consciousness, any type of knowledge of self has to be a bad thing. You can't teach it in school. Uh, you can't play it on the radio. Uh, you, you hand it on for a second and they realize these people are listening to public enemy and they may not like mm -hmm. the, the people, but the message is getting out that you are beautiful. You don't need fake hair. You know, mm -hmm. you go into Walmart, all the Koreans got all the nail salons and all the Walmarts. Why is that? Mm -hmm. Why is that? When we as black people get our nails done more than anybody else, mm -hmm. the one that ain't they? Ain't, uh, why don't they have hair braiding in, in Walmart? <laughs> well, black by black people. Why yeah. is that? See, it's designed. The design. All this is designed for black people to be a permanent underclass. Mm -hmm. We will show it to you. It's, it's a bait and switch. Yeah. We'll show it to a few of you, and we'll give it to some of you, but we won't let all of you have anything. Well, because I, you can't be on. You, yeah, you get a bait and switch because you can't be on the same frequency. If we all think alike, we all move alike. Look at the Mexican people. Mexicans move in a group. They're a gang. The whole family moves. You go to a nursing home, you won't see one Hispanic person in the nursing home. Why? Because they were taught to take care of their elders. Mm-hmm. Mm -hmm. We're taught to put our elders in a, in a, in a in a nursing home. Well, that's what this society because, has done because that's what that's what that's what this society has done because white people do it too. That is correct, and yeah. we have to assimilate. We have to be similar to these white people. I'm gonna be. I'm not gonna be you, but I'm gonna be like you. Mm -hmm. I'm gonna be. I'm not gonna be white, but I'm gonna be white-ish. You know, and 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 what and what comes with that? A sense of of a god money complex. That's what I call it. Mm -hmm. You worship money as if money is your god. Because if God can do all things, then money can do all things. Because mm -hmm. money is a god. Mm -hmm. And they have us believing that. If I get enough money, I'll look good. If I get enough money, I'll feel good. Because when a woman got some money, she don't need no man. But when a man got some money, he want all the women. Mm. That's the mindset. Yeah. I got to get mine. That's why we have an iPhone, not a Wii phone. Because it's not about us. It's about me. I can't do nothing until I help myself. But once you help your, I, Baba Oshi, I got up this morning and took a shower. I had a little something to eat. I looked outside. I thank God for another day. I say. I feel good. What else is there that you can give me? You can't give me a sun, a sunrise. You can't give me a moonlight. What can you give me? A car? Or some clothing? So I can go to white, white folks? Come on, brother. Well, listen, let me... The things that... Go ahead, me, go ahead, Bob. Let, let, let us take a break here. So, yeah, since that time. So I want to get this in, and then I want to come back and open up the phone hey. lines. Because, brother... I'm Brother, there's a lot I mean, of folks waiting. A good waiting. white woman, what you miss, you know. <laughs> <laughs> a good white woman. <laughs> yeah, you know, Jay. <laughs> All right. All right, brothers. We're going to. All right. 
Brothers and sisters, you're listening to African Perspectives here on the Motherland Media Network on timeforanawakening.com and blacktalkradionetwork.com. We'll be right back. You stay with us. You are listening to African Perspectives with host Brother Oshie on Time for an Awakening Media, part of the Black Talk Radio Network for podcasting or live program scheduling. Hit them up at timeforanawakening at gmail.com.
You are listening to Time for an Awakening Media, part of the Black Talk Radio Network. For podcasts or live programming, hit them up at timeforanawakening.com. Welcome back, brothers and sisters. Once again, you're listening to African Perspectives here on the Motherland Media Network on timeforanawakening.com at blacktalkradionetwork.com. We're going to open up the phone lines now. Also, too, my good brother... um, Brother Ted Lust sent me a piece about possibly uh, answering some dialogue to this particular question. And uh, it's considering that uh, people are, we, you, we're in the people, we're one, philosophically, as we as African people trust their own selves. Do we trust our own selves? Do we as African people trust ourselves within the n- known limits of our own realizabilities or existence? I'm sure the answers I will get will vary. But the bottom line, what he's saying, if we're one, I am because we are. Because we are, I am. You know, do we trust ourselves to the extent of truly trusting one another and willing to work with one another, be respectful of one another, and to share with one another? These are the questions I've been asking on this program forever and will continue to do so, trying to help us understand that that's what we must do. That's what we must do. We must develop. OG, yes. Before you go to the lines, that question provokes a lot of a lot of thought in me. Do we trust one another? Uh, we we have to look at the, we, we have to look at it holistically. In other words, we have to look at it as to the the, the indoctrination that has happened to to, to American Africans in this country. Uh, you, you're not taught. Uh, to love yourself, you're taught to love everyone but you. That's right. You're, you're not taught to seek out a, a, a black woman to be your mate. You're taught to seek out a woman to be your mate. Mm-hmm. Anything you do specifically to your culture is is shunned upon, frowned mm-hmm. upon, because mm-hmm. in order to, to be anything in this country, you have to have some type of history, some type of land, some type of culture. We don't have those. We don't have those three things if we live in the uh, the uh, I'm an American mindset. But if we live in the in the mindset of an African that I am African, Africa's in me, then we have all those things. Mm-hmm. And of course, we're taught not to trust each other because when you have trust, you have a cohesiveness. Mm-hmm. You know, the, the, the Jew has a cohesiveness. Mm-hmm. They have a level of trust for each other. They, even though they're, they're, their God is money, they're demon- I believe they're demonic mm-hmm. in their thinking, uh, that they are chosen, which they, they brainwash black people into believing and saying this foolishness, mm-hmm. that God chose them. God chose all of us. What God are you, are you, are you, are you worshiping? So my point is, the brother has a great, that's a great question. Right. Uh, but we we we, have, we are taught not to love ourselves. We are taught that the, our father is Abraham Lincoln, and and our other father is this this guy that in this Bible that they give us this book of instructions, which comes from Africa, which comes from Mayat, which comes from the history that we have that they don't teach us. So there you are, because we can't do anything. Because how can a second class citizen? be responsible for anything i'm responsible for you if it wasn't for me you would not exist mm-hmm. that's what white people are telling us that's why we get a, a, a ssi check that's why social security comes from white people everything you have comes from me 
your clothing, your schooling, your car, your plane comes from white folks. So that in your mind you believe that white people are God, but we know better than that because we know our history. So what are we going to do? We're going to pass a law until you can't learn your history. No critical race theory. Next thing you know, you fools going to start thinking that you're somebody. You ain't nobody. You're who we tell you you are. And that's why we took your land yeah. and made movies about it. Come on now, Baba Oshi. This, uh, yeah. this didn't start today, it, but it ends right now. It ends right now. We have to, have to, to declare that we are not going to be moved. We believe, we know what we know. We live in this long for a purpose. God, believe me, Baba Oshi, we could have gone left and I'd have been gone from here. If not dead, in jail for the rest of my life, the mm. foolishness that I've done. But I'm still here. So as long as I'm here, I'm a revolutionary and I'm going to fight right for my people. I say, I say, my brother. Let me uh, get Brother Ted Lust. Brother, brother Ted, how you doing, man? I'm doing all right. Thank brother. you uh, for taking my call. And Brother Irv, it's a pleasure to hear you uh, respond to this, this question that I posed. Um, somehow or another, I think now in the 21st century, we have realized the pickle that we found ourselves in. Uh, and, and it is so, it's as though we are at the bottom of the barrel and there's no way in the world to scratch our way upward and outward at all. Um, and so I'm just, I had to pose that question about can we really trust our own selves, number one, all right, looking at, that, looking at ourselves in that mirror and asking the question, who am I? And that response from that reflection in the mirror, responding by saying, well, who are you? And then in unison, who are we together? All right. Mm -hmm. So starting from the basic foundational level and then working lock and step with each other. Have we gotten to the point that we really we can't even trust our own selves in the kinds and types of things that we have found ourselves in? And I know the brother. Um, uh, uh, from the Black uh, uh, Matrix. Uh, with, oh, yeah, with Brother Franklin. Franklin Brother yeah. Fra yeah, Franklin Jones would mention about the social engineering that we all have encountered. And so that's my thought question of the day, the thought question of the weekend. Uh, of course, I've mentioned the fact that answers will vary. Um, but this is where I'm seeing some things happening in this day and age. Thank you so very much for responding. I'm going to listen more. All right, dear brother. Appreciate you, man. And you have a breath. You have a great weekend. Okay. You Thank too you as well, Bob. All, All right. right. Yeah. Let me get brother Jay into this mix. Six four six four six. Good afternoon. Good afternoon to you, brother Oshi, and to my main man, brother Earl. <laughs> All right. Stay away from Becky. That's all you got to do, brother. Stay away from Becky. Hey, hey, listen. Let me let me say this. You know, one of the funny things about our relationship as a people is that we realize who the enemy is, but we don't want to accept who the enemy is. Mm. It's like. You know, we know the white man ain't no good, but we don't want to accept the white man ain't no good, like Irv said, mm -hmm. because he feeds, clothes, 
give us shelter, and do everything in his power mm-hmm. to control every aspect of our lives. Mm-hmm. And, you know, we don't want to fight that kindness, that loving nature <laughs> of the no-good cracker based on the evil for which he has done to us. So any type of kindness that this cracker show us, so we we fall for it. We you so know happy. what I mean? That's right. It's like a it's like a pimp yeah. and how the pimp takes you. care yeah. of his woman. Yeah. You know what I mean? He do everything for. Her. Yeah. And give her very little in return mm-hmm. for her service. Mm-hmm. And that is basically the relationship in the mindset, unfortunately, of our people. But, you know, we're breaking out of it. We're, we're gaining our foothold on sanity, I hope. Now, well, let's think about this. Irv and you were talking earlier about the situation with the French. Now, the bottom line boils down to there's only two things. You're either going to keep the French in place, or you're going to remove them. And in that process, the French are only going to reply two ways, stay or kill. Mm. Now, are you, as an African, ready to die and stand on what you believe as an African and the right for your Sovereignty. See that that's what people don't understand about what's going on over there with the murderous dogs of Israel against the people of Gaza. Mm-hmm. They don't they don't understand that these people have been so oppressed, brutalized mm-hmm. that they have no other choice but to die. And to kill in the process. Mm-hmm. It's like I always try to say to people, how could this conflict ever, 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 ever stop based on the simple fact of what these no good filthy devils are doing to those people? Mm-hmm. How could you kill my mother, my father, my sister, and my brother, mm-hmm. and I survive? And I not want some exactly. sort of vengeance. Exactly. I could not be a man or a woman. If you notice, over the years, women have even participated in the killing of the small hat. Mm-hmm. Because they have a loyalty and a love for their people. And should. their only as, solution as they mm-hmm. is to do what they're doing because these people won't take their toe off their neck. Mm-hmm. Let's not talk about the foot. Let's talk about the toe off their neck. How are you ever going to have the type of peace within a child when they have to grow up in the object poverty for which they grow up? Like I say, I saw hey, that hey, first. Hey, hey, AJ, especially just like the apartheid system, when you can see opulence, when you can no, see all these other things the right across, right across the right, right across the fence, so to speak, 
right. other side. But you it's know. worse than apartheid, Ochi. Mm -hmm. It's worse than apartheid. Apartheid was brutal. Don't get me wrong. But apartheid wasn't the constant killing of a people in the manner in which this is being done. If you think about this, let, let me put it to you how I look at it. When I was growing up, you know, as I got a little older, two uh, movies that I remember based on the way I saw certain parts of where I grew up at was across 110th Street in Superfly, right? Mm -hmm. And then both of those movies, they had a scene where they showed abandoned buildings and children mm -hmm. playing and mm -hmm. all of that. I right. think y'all both sure. see those two scenes, right? Sure. Now think about this. Palestinian children grow up in that atmosphere from the time they're born to if they're able to leave there. Just just think about, just take a look at the type of rubble and the type of barbary that these people have to live with every single day. I mean, think about it. These are, the, and, and you know, if you into architecture or anything like that, some of those homes are nicely built. You know what I mean? A, 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 a nice decent structure or things of that nature. And then like you just said, Oshi, you look across the wall and you see the uplands mm -hmm. and the beauty of the way that stick and small hat lives. Mm -hmm. And then you think about a child is supposed to grow up and want to be a neighbor, a friend of somebody who's constantly abusing them, killing them, you know, having control over every aspect. aspect of their lives. Think about this. Every aspect of their life, mm -hmm. from water, mm -hmm. electricity, mm -hmm. food. I mean, come on, man. We, we, we got to really start to understand why a people behaves and act the way that they do based on the brutality of their oppression. So, no. I mean, I know that the Palestinians, let's be very clear, had no love for African people. But it's the humanity of who I am as an African that must be able and should call out what's going on sure. and what's being done sure. to them as a people. I agree. And hey, I support their right to behead, burn, a tire around every... <laughs> well, let me... Okay, Jay. Let me, let, <laughs> and I'll leave it like that, brother. All right, Jay. Let me, let me, brother Irv. Killer Jay. Killer Jay. With Paul Corbett, he'll uh, refer to me as Killer Jay, and I take it as an honor and a supreme blessing from the Creator. Right on, Jay. <laughs> right on. Right on. If you want to, uh, if you want to add to that, I'm gonna get a couple of number of people on the call. You, if you want to add to that, brother Irv. Yeah, I, I, I. Uh, what, what brother brother Jay says, uh, some people may laugh and think he's funny because he, he does say things in a humorous way. But when you cut through all the humor that brother Jay is saying, he's saying something that really makes a whole lot of sense, and it's very it's very poignant what he says. 
in other words, we can sit here and sugar, try to sugarcoat this and act like it's all hee-hee and a ha-ha, but at the end of the day, these white folks ain't budging. They're not going to move. They're not going to up and just uh, uh, have a big old, um, you know, changing of the wealth. We're going to give you all our money so you can have – your revolution is nasty, it's ugly, and it's bloody, and someone has to make an ultimate sacrifice. Not that I want to die. Don't get me wrong. I, I, I don't want to die no more than anybody else does. But I'm willing to make the ultimate sacrifice if that's what needs to be done because people, these psychopaths that we live amongst, and I keep calling them psychopaths for a reason, because these people have an imbalance, Baba Oshi, and they want you to think that their imbalance is normal, Mm -hmm. that we should seek to be like them, to live in their history, to live in their brutality, in their warmongering. The president of the United States got on the TV the other day and said, we will support you unconditionally. Mm-hmm. Baba O.C., do you know what that means? Whatever you want to do, ever how you want to do it, we support you. How no, ugly, baby. how vicious, how nasty, how mean, how, how whatever it is, we're going to support Unconditional. you. Unconditional. We ain't even got to discuss it. Yeah. What you want? Chop the heads off? Mm-hmm. All right, here I come. Are you yeah. serious? And this is my tax dollar. Yeah. You know, when I buy a bag of potato chips, three cents go to the government. And these, and all these people are walking in lockstep mm-hmm. with this, with this fake religious thing that they're doing because they're not religious. And let's be perfectly clear: when you have someone that's sitting in an office who's delusional and believes that he is a a, a, a German Shepherd, and you and you fight for his right to be a dog. You know, this doesn't even make sense to me. But they use these things to, to get what these psychopaths use whatever they can, the Bible, the law, the Constitution, to get whatever it is they want and to have status quo. What I mean by that is business as usual. Today is going to be just like yesterday because yesterday I was in charge of you and tomorrow I'm going to still be in charge of you and we're not changing that. Because I'm comfortable. Well, I'm not comfortable. Well, we don't give a damn what you are. Because we'll give some of you something, but not all of you something. Right. And that's the game that's played. And I keep saying it's the bait and switch. You know, it's the, well, look at Tyler Perry. Well, can I have a million Tyler Perrys? No, we only got one Tyler Perry. We only got one Oprah. You know, and, and y'all have to listen to, to, to celebrities. Listen to actors and singers, because they are your voice. Those are the ones that speak for you. I didn't vote for Eddie Murphy. I didn't vote for him, and I didn't vote for Biden. But if I did, I need Biden to do what I want him to do, that that, that helps my people. If, and, and it's not enough of us to do anything. Well, why they keep courting our vote the way they do, Baba Oshi? <laughs> why they all this? The <laughs> if it doesn't mean, come on now. Yeah. Let me get it's some more callers in here. We got a f- bunch of folk on the line. Oh, yeah, let's get some, some people on. Man. I want right. to hear what, what, what the brothers and sisters right. are brother, saying brother, out there. Brother Paul, how you doing, Brother Paul? Brother Paul. <laughs> Baba Ochi and Big Brother Earth. You know, <laughs> what? it's all good, man. It's all good. And uh, let me just remind you of something, Baba Ochi. And I've said it before, but I want to just reiterate it for, the, for good order. You know, when I first uh, rang into Time for Awakening some, time, some, some years ago, yeah, I used, to, I used to listen to it for a good while. And my, my, my favorite interactions, right, it was just amazing, was between um, our brother Killer Jay 
and uh, 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 this brother from um, Trinidad, and I forget his name. He, uh, he, he was uh, he's American, but I know his heritage is from Trinidad. Yeah, and it was the most exciting thing because it always reminded me. And I know my dad's not going to thank me for saying this, but the truth of the matter is, is it was a kind of relationship I remember, like my dad and his older brother. They used to argue a lot. Well, argue like sibling kind of rivalry, you know. Because my dad was a mechanic. Uh, we call it mechanic, you know, uh, fixed cars. He used to build cars and sell cars and all sorts of things with cars. And his elder brother was an engineer. And he, he was, a, he was a, a field engineer. So he used to have a new car every year for mm. his work. Wow. So they okay. used to always argue whose, whose cars was fastest and how to get to places faster and what makes cars fast. But for me... And, you know, I tell my dad this, and he, I don't think my dad's that impressed by it, but for me, what I, what I learned when I, when I was younger, and I used to hear these kind of arguments, I could tell anybody what a carburetor was and how it worked, and I could tell you anything about an engine, and, and I learned it through these arguments, you know? Um, and I don't even think my dad fully understands that to this point. So despite the fact that sometimes we uh, have a certain amount of aggression call it or passion in our voice or whatever the w one wants to call it one can still learn from it and you know i used to enjoy that and when when i first rang this station it was our brother killer j who <laughs> who was the one to say he he actually said this he said make sure you keep in touch and i was very impressed by that because i say i thought to myself this brother doesn't know me from adam but he's concerned that I keep in touch. And he was right, because that's how I felt, you know? And it, it, that was a welcoming into the fold. He, he welcomed me into the fold, you mm -hmm. understand? So I always remember that. Um, you know, to the question the brother asks, and I want to address that about trust, because it's something which uh, is, is plagued my mind for a little while. You know, I, I had a, a, a good while in law, uh, working, uh, training to be a lawyer. And um, I, I started to question this thing called trust. I, I really did. And it, it wasn't something I heard anyone say. It just, just was in my mind. And then I, I came to the conclusion in my mind that this thing we use, because it comes up quite often, mainly to do with religious and people with a religion persuasion, trust. Um, and and, and I, I began to say to myself, this thing called trust, is is not is not appropriate for people who use intelligence and i don't mean to offend anybody when i say that because one thing i learned in law uh you deal with contract and what a contract is in in english law a contract has to have something for a contract to be valid you have to have something called consideration and consideration basically is money you uh, and i think it's very same in america a contract is not uh, um, um, a contract is not cannot be enforced. That's the right term. It can't be enforced unless there's consideration, and that's an exchange of some sort of money. It could be one dollar, could be fifty cents. Now I think the minimum is one dollar or one pound. But what I'm saying to you is that what what that's why I had the problem with this trust thing, because if you really trusted the person, there wouldn't be need for having any co contract, and you'd be a you'd be a damn fool to trust no anybody you don't know 
or even when you do know, it could be your own brother and you think you know him, but you really don't when it comes to the, when it comes to the crunch. Mm. And that's the reality of it. So in terms of uh, uh, do we trust ourselves, right? Look, I want to throw away trust. Instead of using the word trust, you have to know yourself. It's not about trusting yourself. It's about knowing yourself. And there's a procedure in knowing yourself. How do you know yourself? In order to know yourself, you've got to put yourself through tests. You have to test yourself because you won't know yourself until you throw yourself to the wolves or put yourself in the fire, mm -hmm. okay? I know I'm talking to two firemen who are trained to deal with fires, but you take away that training, take away all that preparation, take away their uniform and throw them in a the fire, they're gonna have a problem, okay? Yes, we will. It's the training what prepares them for the fire. Mm -hmm. It's the education right. they go through which prepares them for it. And it's the experience which makes them overstand that crisis. So they don't just say to themselves, oh, I trust this, I'm just gonna walk in there and do it, or I trust myself enough to get escape from it because they know many of them or a few of them didn't come out of it despite their training, despite what they've put through. They didn't survive. Right. Okay. That's right. That's so, right. So right. Right. So the reality of it is get rid of this trusting because it's nonsense. If something's being introduced to us through the, uh, you know, look, so be it if you're of the re religious persuasion. I'm not here to knock you. So be it. But the reality of it is, is that it just occurred to me we use this phrase too often we have to use due diligence due diligence means you use your initiative it use, means that you use your investigation I, I i i have an interaction for you through this radio session baba ochi but we we have to test it and you know you you've passed a lot of tests i i've listened to your story right and, and you've told your story of, and, and a lot of them sing home to me the way you went into the schools I've done that myself mm -hmm. gone into the schools not to get paid mm -hmm. because I saw a need yes. you know Baba Bochi, I had a business yeah I, I used to shut my business that means I lost money mm -hmm. right but I saw the need I sat with black boys mm -hmm. and yes. some of them could not yes. read yes okay and I, I said to myself Listen, forget that money. I had to pay the bills at the end of the week, but I said, forget that. I'm going to find the money somehow. They need my help. Mm -hmm. I, and, and this white teacher, white, he gave me that opportunity. You know, some of the teachers didn't even like me in the school because they kept on asking, why is he in there? But he, and he told me that. Same he told here. me that. Yeah. Because he, he recognized that them, those black boys had a problem. There was issues there, and they didn't have no one in that school. These damn teachers who were trained to deal with that, right? And because I broke up a fire in the playground, he thought I might be the appropriate one to step in. Imagine that, okay? So I, I said, okay, I'm going to do it. So I used to give up every Wednesday morning and go into school and read with them. But what's shocking to me, some of them could not read. That broke my heart. I'm telling you, I thought, how is it possible that these young men in this school right, who we're paying for cannot read. I said to him, can you call in some of the mums? You know, some of them didn't even want to come in and right. face me. Right. I'm a young black man, you know. I dress very casual, right? I look like one of the street guys, yeah, right? But I've got a good brain. Some of them didn't want to come in and face me because they were embarrassed, yeah? 
Um, this is how deep this problem goes. There was one young man with, who had locks, and I remember what he was doing. He was looking at the book, and he had his locks over the um over the page. And I recognised that he he he's just pretending to read. He's not uh, uh he's not reading. Uh, that's I wanted to speak to his mum. The headmaster told me she's got a new boyfriend. He told me that, you know. He told me that. So I said, all right, cool, cool, cool. Let me let me speak to the mum. But the mum didn't want to speak to me, you know. Imagine that. The reality. And I know why she didn't want to speak to me. Because she was too interested in her new boyfriend, right? And she knew that I would see straight through her bullcrap. This is the reality, okay? So she would rather have her son not read, okay, right, than to face me. I'm not going to pressure her. I'm not going to ask her questions about her damn boyfriend. But I, what I want to see is that she, I'm going to provide her with a tool to help her son read. Because right. if he can't damn read, he's going to be in the same area where he's kicking in our doors and coming to take because he can't get no work. All right? That's the way I'm looking at it. Okay? So, you know, it's not to me about trust. It's about exercising due diligence. And when you see a need, like Brother Jay said last week, if you see a need, you have to meet that need. You understand? And, and, and that's why I know you're real, because, you know, I, I was trying to incorporate other black men to help me out, you know, because I know I couldn't do that alone. And some of them weren't interested. I had to tell the truth. They weren't interested. They weren't interested. And, um, and I tried to explain to them that if we don't help them, if we don't give our time and show them that we care, what do you think they're going to do later on? That's what do you right. think they're going to be? Yeah. Yeah? I do on the streets, right? man. And I couldn't even I'll get into the un- some of them to understand that because all they're interested in is smoking, doping, and doing what they want to do and yeah. enjoying themselves and entertaining themselves. That's the reality. Yep. So I, I can't keep blaming this white man, white man, white man when I myself have spoke to my fellow brothers and almost pleaded with them, come, man, can't you see the need? But and they're just making excuses. And I listen to them, but I know it's bullcrap by coming out their mouth. Total, total rubbish. Yeah, because they come from the same backgrounds as me. I've had the same education, indoctrination as them, okay? I came off a council estate where you call a project. That's where I came from, right? So I ain't had no special privilege. And, and no, neither one, have I, though, Brother Paul. But the bottom line is that we were blessed enough to expand our minds and to step outside of the boundary, the imposed boundaries that Europeans, you. Caucasians, white people have placed on us where those, where those young men are and they're safe. They feel comfortable in that situation. I got some other callers, Paul. You just hang on, okay? Thank you. I wanna, you bet, brother. I want to get Marcus. Brother Marcus, how are you, sir? Brother Marcus, greetings, brother Urban, brother Worship. <laughs> right up, brother Marcus. You know what? If you want to see a revolution, make you don't have the food stamp check. And the, and the welfare check, <laughs> and the SSI check. Yeah. Make him go, let him go have it one one month. I just see a revolution. You see? It gives him, you see, that gives him sleepless nights, you know. That gives that Muzungo sleepless nights because that is the pacifier, you know, that he yeah. has. That is the pacifier he got to keep, you know, about, so... It give him stress. Let him know have that check and see what happened. You see a revolution overnight. You see? Oh. But they're in trouble, brother. They are in serious trouble. 
because you can see the social fabric of the country unraveling. When you see these things happening, the, the social order, it's coming apart. You know, so it's just a matter of time now. You know, they, they have these lunatics in, you know, I was I sent to an article there where they have, they found out that members of the military and the police mm -hmm. in Chicago yeah, are in the Oath oh, Keepers yeah. gang. Right. So maybe these are the people that shooting and killing black people in Chicago and you can't hear nothing happen. No, it's unsolved crime. You see what I'm saying? Mm. Maybe these are the people going around and just randomly shooting black folks too. Mm. It, you know, it, it probably ain't all gang warfare. See? Because you got these folks in here. And that they knew that guy was a nutcase. He's in the reserve. Mm. He's a member of the reservists. So they know this guy is a nutcase, and they got him in there. See? These people ain't normal people, as, as Brother Herb said. They are abnormal. They are, they are <laughs> sick. They are real sick people. And we Ooh. hanging out with them, we get sick too. That's you right, know? yeah. But That's yes, right. Yes, because they're sick, you know, and they, uh, you know, so no wonder we are sick too, you know. But it's coming apart, brother. It's slowly coming apart. You just just keep your ear to the ground, you know. Anyway, I'm here listening. Keep and it's good to hear brother Paul and the other callers. Love it. Keep right on, on keeping on, my brother. Right on, brother Marcus. You have a blessed weekend. Thank my you, brother Marcus. Thank you. No God, all right. good to hear. All right. Good Good to hear his voice. All right. Yeah, man. Let me wow. see. If, let me see if Mama Nabantu wants to say anything. Yeah. Mama Nabantu, good afternoon. Uh, good afternoon, everybody. Um, did you guys mention the fact that this maniac, uh, they referred to him as person of interest? Right. You guys did? Yeah. Okay. Mm -hmm. I Yes, yeah, because I thought that was just the way how nicely they try to put this murderer, you know, a person interest. Yeah. If it was up, yeah. it would have been a totally different phrase. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. I mean, it's just like they constantly vilifying the Palestinians. And you see the, the verbiage that is being used to justify the devastation and impossible elimination eradication of the Palestinian people from Palestine or what is now Israel because that's what they got to do. They, you know, they have to demonize you. That's what they've done to us. You know? Right. They have to demonize you. They have to, they have to put you in a category and so that when you do kill us, you don't feel no remorse about that. You don't feel no problems with that because we we're less than human to begin with. You know? Yeah. Did, did you guys talk about how they they set up Hamas to kill those people in order for them to come back and destroy the yeah. entire population of God? Mm -hmm. Yeah. I mean, like they went over there and there was nobody there, no soldiers there, and they would just walk in. Mm -hmm. And basically that was their way to, to collateralize their own people right. in order to get all I never put anything past Caucasians, Europeans, uh, 
you know, Urugu from doing anything that they feel is necessary for them to maintain the position that they've created for themselves. And, and, and that doesn't include all of them. They will sacrifice many of them, you know, so the, those who are in control will maintain that control. Those who are the 1%, those who are the CEOs, those who are the heads of organizations, those who are, uh, will maintain and sustain that privilege that has been created for them, you know. And I know we often say that their day is coming and, 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 and that uh, it's a matter of time, you know. I look at it this way, you know, I'm 70, I'm 70 years old and, and I know that I don't have a lot of time left. And so that being the case, uh, I would like to see some shit go down right now, you know. <laughs> I like to, I like I like for it to start heading in that direction, you know. And and I understand. I'm not naive, family. Believe me. Let's get it popping. Yeah. Well, hey, I hear you, Jay. <laughs> Killer Jay. I'm, but I'm I'm not naive, and I understand that you know uh, what happens. Let me, let me get background noise. Let me. That. Mama, Mama Labantu is absolutely correct. This is not happening in a vacuum, Baba Oshi. This is all by design. These people are, the, the end of the day, it's about the land. They right. want the land. And right. they, they need them to move. They, they can't, it, it's just like the United States. It's manifest destiny. We're supposed to have this land. Right. We wrote a book that said we're supposed to have it. So this is what this is about. I oh, I know yeah. that. And that's what I've said, uh, was that a week or so ago when the shit jumped off? You know, mm -hmm. I mean, a lot of times you can see it in, based upon the history. You know, in fact, as Malcolm said, I don't know if it's Elijah Muhammad, of all our studies, history is best qualified to reward our research. Look at the history. Look at, mm -hmm. look at the false flags that have been created by uh, this government and multiple European governments, you know, to, to, to give you the impression that they did this and so now let's go kick their ass. Now, mm -hmm. they did this, so now let's go take their land. Let's eradicate them. Let's eradicate Hamas. Let's eradicate the Palestinian people once and for all. And that's yeah. what they're saying. Once and for all, this is, this is, this is the it to this, you know, because there'll never be a two-state solution in no. what they call Israel with Palestine, which it used to be. It'll never happen. No. You know? They so, don't want you there. They don't want them there. Right. They don't want them there. So, so if anything, if anything, what they would like to see happen and may happen down the road if that doesn't, is that these Caucasian countries, uh, European countries come together and offer, uh, you know, one of the Arab countries, especially one of the rich ones, which of course that wouldn't happen, the Palestinian people for them to absorb them and, and put up a plot of land. Because we don't want None of this on what we now call Israel. We want all right. of it. We want all of it. Let me. Uh, and what? Let ahead, me, yeah, yeah. Let me get two o two. Two o two. Good afternoon, brother Rich. What's happening, brother Rich? Yeah, I'm doing good, brother. You know, like I said, every morning I wake up, I'm doing good. Hey, keep, you on, know what I mean? keep on, keep on waking up, brother. Please keep on keep waking, on waking up. Yeah. But you know, I I, I think uh, about things in a way that. Uh, you know, one thing that I think that we could do, if we could garner enough people to think 
and, and I'm not necessarily saying this is right, but it's an idea, so I'm going to express it. And I'll, I'm writing a story where this actually happened in the story. But all the black people in the United States of America simply did not pay any attention to voting, and they didn't work for three days in a row just to show these people and to show us the power that we have in our participation in this oppressive, oh, so you said so eloquently, this oppressive, it's a jail. It's worse than a jail. It's, I don't think there's a word that accurately describes it because I can't think of anything in history, and I have read history, that even comes close to the oppression that black people experience in this culture. And I think, and you know, it's like if, if, if you are married and your wife say, you ain't getting none tonight, and she do that three or four times in a row, you know you got a big problem. <laughs> You got a bit. Now that's being real. So I'm saying if we could garner our people to just say, look, on January 3rd, not not the first, because they'll be out drinking and shit then. But pick a date, you know, and we all agree on. And just don't go to work. Don't do shit. Stay in the house. Lock the door. Get what you need to keep you, you know, uh, nourished for those two or three days or whatever. Man, we would send these people straight to hell. They would go crazy because we are, and I know you all know this, but some listeners may not quite understand. We are the ones that keep this devilish place going. Yep. And like if, like I said, if your wife said you ain't getting none, you're going to change. So let's if we adopt that 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 mentality of you ain't getting none, you this place would change damn near overnight. And I, I I'm really and that's what I got in this story. I, I really want to get this book finished because and I don't want to talk about what really happened at the end. But it was victorious for us. It was like well, that's that's, that's, that's the ending pawns. I want to hear. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we 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 had three pawns and a king. And they started out with a queen and rooks, and we ended up with three queens and a king. Right so I'm, I'm, I'm just saying, sometimes non-participation is the best form of protest that you can garner because it preserves your integrity and it lets your opponent know that you are serious. And, and like the brother said, we got to be willing to die. You know, all of us are going to die. So let's, if if we got to die, Claude McKay wrote something. a beautiful That's right. And I'm if sure we must you die. Oh, yeah. If we must die, let, it not, let, let us die hard. with our backs against the wall, oh, not yeah. trying to get on the board. I mm-hmm. mean, we're going to die. Let's give our grandchildren something to live for and be proud of and realize that grandma and grandpa did what they needed to do to preserve our future, man. Mm-hmm. We got to make a choice. Because these white folks are not backing off. They're going to other planets. They're really going to turn this whole earth into a, a big old plantation if it were up to them. But I think that we have an opportunity. I think we have a chance. And I know they got the resources and the mentality and intellect to bring it about. The question is, and I'm going to leave you with this, do we have the will? Man. That's really what it comes down to. Ain't, ain't, do we ain't, have the will? Ain't that my line, Brother Rick? The wheel. Yes, sir. I got to go. All, All right. right. Peace, brother. brother. Peace. Thank you, and brother. Yeah, yes, sir. We're winding down, brother Irv. We appreciate you, man. We're winding down. Um, and I, I appreciate all those who have called in and contributed to today's program. 
man, I hope you guys have a great weekend, a safe weekend. You know, keep your mind, keep your mind on, keep your mind on independence. Keep your mind on sovereignty, because that's the ultimate goal. That is. And if you and if you feel that's not the ultimate goal, I understand that, because maybe you feel the ultimate goal is to break Caucasians down and have them accept you, have them part of your, have have you be part of their organization, part of their community, part of their school, part of their, all, if that's what you feel. But I believe our end game must be independence, self-determination, liberation, and sovereignty for us as a people globally, not just here in America. Because number one, we can't be sovereign here, not on this land. We have an open and sworn enemy. We have a we we have history that shows us what this man will do to us individually and collectively. He is not to be trusted. There is no trust in him. He is evil personified. He does some dastardly things. And so we 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 need to come together on not our survival, but our independence, our sovereignty. For us to be a people who we can live and love freely. For us to be a people who can share with one another, work with one another. You can still be wherever you are and, and assist and, and, and partake in what we're doing. You don't have to leave if you feel you don't want to leave. Maybe you feel that where you are, you got a lot tied up, a lot of money tied up, a lot of uh, things that you have involved in, 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 in your home, in your community, and so forth. Fine. But if you still believe that we should be that, support that. Support it. Never talk against it. Never do anything against it. Support it. Because the most important thing for us as African people is to come in the realization of who are who we are into ourselves as a free and proud and productive people. Brothers and sisters, we end this program like we end all of our programs with the words of Stephen Biko. The most potent weapon in the hands of the oppressor is the minds of the oppressed. This program is dedicated and committed to helping to free the African mind, but not just the M-I-N-D, but the M-I-N-E, because under the feet of African people lies all of the resources everybody wants, think they can't do it out, showing hell damn it, don't want to pay for it. Brothers and sisters, have a blessed and wonderful weekend. Shim Hotel means go in peace. Esanti Sana means thank you. Bibi Fahodier. Bibi Fahodier means our victorious destiny. Brothers and sisters, we will. We will. Because we have it. We will be victorious. Peace, family. Peace. Great show, Baba Ocean. All right. Oh, man, that was a great show.